welcome to this first episode of Good Listeners, a podcast hosted by two kind-hearted, generous, emotionally available, sweet baby boys who are always there to listen if you need them. It's a show about music, which to my knowledge no one has done before, least of all us. I am one of those sweet baby boys. My name is Randy, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Middle C himself. It's Clay. Hello, uh, and welcome to the podcast. Great uh, Everyone's favorite high-concept, high-energy podcast where we talk about the music that we've been listening to, and that's it. That's the podcast that you're listening to. Um, that's the podcast. <laughs> That's the podcast. All right, good start, good start. Um, yeah. Uh, I <laughs> do we want to just get r- right? And I guess this is the first episode, so uh, this is the first episode. I guess we should mention it. Feels like there's an elephant in the room, which is that we did record an episode last week. There were some minor were some technical ups, yeah. issues with it. Um, I don't think you could say it's anyone's fault, but there were some audio issues. Sure, um, I guess you could put it that way and yeah so this is the first episode now it's a little bit of a test run last week because this one we've ironed out all the kinks to bring you the best version of this podcast yep we took a mulligan last week but this week we are at it and this time we are serious yeah and so we're clay and randy uh we have been friends one might say since kindergarten for a long time we're roommates now and still uh, known each other for decades but really only talk about music so yep um so this is us doing it in podcast form um so on this show we talk about recent releases this is a current events show uh so we're recording this on monday november 30th the year 2020 um and that means we're going to talk about some stuff that came out recently. We're going to talk about recent releases. I did listen to the new Miley Cyrus album. Did you listen to this album? I listened to a couple songs today. I uh, did not make it through the whole thing because I was trying to uh, I was trying to keep up with uh, all the stuff that you assigned me to listen to <laughs> in the episode that no one will ever hear, which we'll talk about later, but um, yeah, I, I ran short on time to finish the Miley Cyrus record, and I will say that what I did hear, I was not particularly enjoying, which is not, you know, I have enjoyed Miley Cyrus in the past, so I'm not, I'm not a total uh, dissenter to her overall, yeah. but I was not particularly not into it. It's not great. I, I actually like Miley Cyrus. I think Miley Cyrus makes some pretty good pop music. Um, I really love Bangers, the album. Yeah. And that was really her peak for me. I feel like since then, she has kind of tried to explore other genres with every album that she's come out with. Mm. Like you got Miley and her Dead Pets. Yes, that is that is my favorite. I actually haven't listened releases. to that. Well, I haven't given a good listen to, um, but I know that's... It is off the line. Did she do that with the Flaming Lips yes. contribute to that? Okay. Uh, so it's kind of a psychedelic album. Um, a little bit. And after that was her album from a couple years ago. I think it's young, like younger, um, something young. The us. country one. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's more of a country album, but it's it's like she uh, like has an interest in exploring these genres and still 
also mixes a bunch of just kind of generic pop into there, which yeah. like is good when it's done well, but especially on this album, I think is when it's the worst because I actually thought the last album was fine, but this one, it's weird to me because it feels like aesthetically he's really been pushing this sort of rock and roll kind mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, there's a Joan Jett feature on this. He's actually the best part of this album is like the past or the last few tracks, which are covers. Um, he covers um, Zombie by the Cranberries. Yeah, uh, she I covers that's definitely the biggest thing to come out of this album, I think, is that video of her covering Right, and zombie. she covers um, Heart of Glass, yeah. uh, and she does uh, like a, a mix-up thing with the single um, Midnight Sky. She does that with uh, Stevie Nicks, Edge of Seventeen, and that's pretty good, actually, and so is the Midnight Sky is the best single off this album that actually feels like it hits what he's going for that sort of mix of you know that that period of rock and roll and pop but a lot of it just sounds like you know mediocre like Dua Lipa song who's actually also featured on one of the big songs in this album it's just like kind of a driving bass line Mm. and not but it's fine to listen to but none of it stuck in my head except for there are good covers of the last few songs like her vocals she's a good like uh, her vocals lend themselves well to those songs. Yes. So it's kind of a bummer that it's not pushed farther on this album. Mm. Yeah, I I fully agree. I think that she is a very skilled vocalist, and I like that. I like the way that her voice has changed as she's gotten a little older. Uh, I think especially on on Zombie, which is a cover that uh, my partner has been into. She likes that cover quite a bit. Um, and I've ended up. It's listening very, to it a fair amount, and good. I think it's really yeah. good. Like, obviously, the the original Cranberry song is a classic, um, but I think that this cover is is you know pretty much does it justice. It doesn't change a lot about the song, um, mm. but but I think it's a very serviceable cover, and I really do like Miley Cyrus's vocals. I think she's very good. Yeah, at singing. it rules. It, like I, yeah, I got I saw this. I sat through the whole album. I got to the end, and I was like, damn, like. This is good. I'll go back to these songs, even though I've already heard them over and over. I'll go back and listen to these covers. The rest, I can't say I'm going to return to. So mm. o- overall, um, I mean, I could see like a huge Miley Cyrus fan being pleased by this, but otherwise, I think this is pretty much a pass. Um, not that, not, it's not that good. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see her do more at some point. It seems like she almost can't fully commit like it it feels like every project that comes out for the last few projects she's just not and even even Miley and her dead pets which is an album that I like still doesn't go all the way to where I want it to sure and I feel that with every successive project it's like she has these interests but they feel I don't know if her interest is superficial but it feels like she's never quite putting in the level of work that I think that she's definitely capable of to make a great album. Yeah. I, she yeah. never quite does I would it. rather have it one way or the other. Like, I really yeah. think it'd be cool for her to go and explore these genres, but I think you, you go for it all the way. Or if you're going to make sort of like radio pop songs, then make a, another bangers. Like, make bangers too. I would be into that. Sure. Me personally. Um, but yeah, that's, what, that's how I feel about the new Miley Cyrus. Uh, what do you got you've been listening to? 
what have I been listening to? Well, I think as far as really new releases, the main one is probably Live Drugs, which we were listening mm. to right before we started recording. Um, and I, I don't have a, lo- a ton to say about it other than that, like, I just love it. I think it's maybe the most lush and perfectly recorded live album that I've ever heard. I, I don't want to be hyperbolic about it, but I really just think it, he really brings uh, the, the leads, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, Adam Grandiciel, Grandiciel, uh, I'm not sure how you say it, but he has such a finesse and skill with production, and he brings all of those skills to the live album experience, and it really makes you feel like you're in that room i truly like to put on headphones listen to that thing and close my eyes and just like feel the energy of a live show which i haven't felt in quite a while yeah um because of obvious reasons um and i i that's it's the closest i've gotten to that feeling um in in a very long time and i I love it yeah i totally am on the same page with you i listened to this uh, last week and since then I've been like just at the end of the night I want something to put on I'll just lay back and just listen to this not do anything else just lay back and close my eyes and listen to it mm-hmm. um, which I mean it, like it, it makes me feel like an absolute like dad like <laughs> classic rock dork like putting on my sticks vinyl yeah uh, really when, when the like wife and the kids are out I would <laughs> out totally of the house just, like, <laughs> I would put this on and then yell at someone and be like Hey, get off your phone. Like, listen <laughs> to this shit. <laughs> Do you hear that right now? Do you hear these guitars wailing? Do you hear that rock and roll music? <laughs> that's that's what that's what I would do. That's how good this album is. <laughs> Absolutely. I'd be a dick about it. Yeah, th- um, yeah, this is it is a perfect album for being uh being annoying to to women. Uh oh, I was and children. Of, I was thinking of like yeah, my future kids. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm th- I'm thinking wife and kids, yeah. but yeah, s- um, same. Yeah, the wife and the kids, but yeah, uh, back to the album. Um, I was skeptical of getting into a live album. I guess like I know there are a lot of actually. There's been several. A, bi- a big a big Dave fan like you skeptical of live albums. Okay, listen, for certain bands like BMB, uh, what you gotta listen to the live album because it's just not the same otherwise, but. Overall, I was just like, do I really, am I going to get that into a live album right now? But I, I knew if anyone was going to do it, it would be War on Drugs. And it really did remind me how much I missed going to concerts. Like, even though these recordings, they're pretty similar to studio recordings. You know, there's not a ton of, there's no, like, banter or anything. They're, it's just straight music. It's still got that that live quality to it you know the guitars and everything if you close your eyes and you're listening on a good pair of headphones you mm-hmm. totally just are right there uh you're looking straight up at the war on drugs people and you're you're having a great time like i just love this album it's hard for me to even talk about it uh without <laughs> just kind of saying how much i like it <laughs> yeah i i really have nothing not much more to say about it other than that it is just an incredibly recorded piece of music and if you're into if you're into guitar music if the idea of uh you know uh like like having sort of a waking dream where you're just watching 
I don't like Tom Petty dance in a field in front of you. <laughs> That's what this album feels like. So check that out if that appeals to yeah, you. Yeah, it rules. If you if you want Tom Petty but very dreamy. Um, um Yeah. Yeah. I don't have anything more to say about this album, do you? No, not really. You okay. move on. Yeah, the next uh, thing I listened to, I, I also d- uh, don't have much to say about because I already forgot about it. But I did listen to, I think last night, the new Smashing Pumpkins album that mm. came out uh, last Friday, CYR. Um, and you know what I got to say about this? This makes uh, the 1975 look like the Smashing Pumpkins. Okay. That's what <laughs> 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 wow. Uh, well, I we're going to get into it later, but <laughs> you've been like going after me for liking the 1975. Yeah. Listen to the 1975 album then that came out this year. Then listen to this album. You tell me, like, what – Smashing Pumpkins, respected rock and roll band. This is terrible. It's I cannot remember a single tune from this album. It's just horrible synths all the way. You know, at least you got bands like the 1975 uh, out there creating catchy bops. For for us all to enjoy, yeah, um, <laughs> that's an interesting that's an interesting argument. I'm not sure. I mean, you could sort of say that like, if this album is really bad, it probably makes a lot of albums look good, right? No, I mean, <laughs> but I don't even think that 1975 album is particularly good. Um, yeah, but I did listen to them back to back, which is kind of where this comparison is coming from. Sure, I do sort of um, get like they are sort of similarly ambitious well and and kind of pretentious. Yeah, and it just kind of made me made me think. You know, here's the Smashing Pumpkins, a band that is always going to be remembered as a great band because they made Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, and because they made uh, whatever Siamese Dream or whatever. Um, because they made those albums, they're always going to be remembered as this great 90s alt-rock band. And here they are in 2020 just absolutely, like, not doing well. Like, making an album that just is sounds very, like, out of touch and just you instantly forget about it. It made me appreciate the 1975. I don't know. Because sure. I was enjoying listening to some songs off that album. I was like, this is catchy. Like, this is good production. This yeah. is a band that... Uh, whether or not you like it, they know what they are doing, um, and they're sometimes doing it well. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins, I don't think they know what they're doing, and they're doing a pretty bad job of it, whatever it is. Yeah, well, and as an outsider looking in, I've n- never gone deep into the Smashing Pumpkins discography. Um, the, the arc of their career is baffling. Um yeah, I mean, it's not There's like this no is out of nowhere. There's no reason for them to be doing yeah. what they're doing. They've been doing it for years mm-hmm. now, um, just making music that doesn't seem to make their fans happy, does not seem to bring new people into the Smashing Pumpkins fold. Uh, yeah, just yeah. just baffling stuff. Yeah, this, uh, this album like reminds me of uh, Smashing Pumpkins trying to be Reflector, the Arcade Fire album. Sure. It's, it it mm. tries to be pretty, Which like, Which is not even the best um, Arcade Fire. Yeah, it was, it was kind of a... T- a bit of a turn for Arcade Fire, yeah. but it was good enough to be like, I can actually, they're trying to make some dancey songs, I can dance to these. I mean, this album, I sat through the whole thing, it was it was a chore. Like, I, n- there's no song from this that got into my head at all. It's just all a wash. Like, it's just totally blah music. 
So, mm. I mean, yeah, not much more to say about that. Smashing Pumpkins, CYR, not that bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I, I guess I'll briefly touch on one more thing that I've been listening to, um, which is the new record by the band Loma, um, which is uh, – I should have uh, made a note of this, but it's that's a collab between one of the uh, members of Otterville River and, a, and another duo. Um, and – they they came together I think after going on tour uh, together at some point and this is their second record under the name Loma uh, as kind of a slowcore act with um, some electronic elements and uh, influence from all across kind of the indie sphere um, and I think it's a good it's a pretty good set of songs I've gone back to it a few times and. It's definitely, I don't think it's one that, that will I'll carry with me for the rest of my life or anything, but it's it's a pretty good set of, of, of indie rock songs, and if you miss the days of slowcore at all, I think that you could definitely do worse than checking out the new Loma record. Um, it's worth a look. Yeah, I, I love Otterville River, so I check that out. I'll have to hear that. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Um... Yeah, but that's that's pretty much okay. it with that. Yeah, there's a few that um I might have that I there are recent releases that I've been listening to if I should mention them. Uh, something I've really been into is uh, came out November twenty seventh, the new Thanks for Coming album. But to be honest, I was lying. Uh, is this something that rings a bell to you at all? These are all that I'm kind of getting into. It's some smaller artists I've kind of been into. It's sort of bedroom pop sort of stuff lately. Yeah, I don't think I'm familiar. Uh, so this is good if you're into sort of uh, bedroom pop music. It's like a Frankie Cosmos and that sort of thing. Mm. Uh, this is good. And also I might as well mention now that Hannah McClellan album mm. is kind of in the same vein, although these are two – Fairly different releases, um, but Anna McClellan, uh, sort of Frankie Cosmos, um, so it's pretty similar, but uh, this Thanks for Coming album, I like it a lot because it's got some pretty, like, simple instrumentals. It's like the, the first track, I think it's called Warmer, off of this album that I really like, is just kind of this, the whole song is just this bass. It almost sounds like... Um, like a Marceline song from Adventure Time, you know, mm, where it just I has like the bait. Like some of these songs sound like that, where a lot of just like like bass and then some vocals over it that are a little kind of whiny, I guess, uh, in a way that I enjoy. Wait, I sorry to interrupt you, but I'm seeing here that Thanks for Coming has had six albums this year. I don't know about that. Is that true? It seems to be true. I'm looking at their Spotify page and I'm seeing uh, albums. There's Adding Up, It's All Good, I'm Laughing, Almost Named This Album Untouched in Reference to Not edi Editing the Cover Photo, No Problem. Oh, that's a remaster, I guess. 
than the last time before the next time. And to be honest, I was lying. Yeah. No, I mean, six hey, albums. You're right. Actually, this is the first album I listened to by them, so that's pretty exciting for me. Yeah, that's also, wild. Yeah, very, very much. Um, she told the King Diz. Yeah, that, that's. But I feel like there are so many artists like that that I used to listen to just on Bandcamp that would always be coming out with these like 20 minute, 30 minute albums. Sure. Super digestible. That's what this album is a lot like. But I just have really been enjoying it. It's super simple. I don't want to say too much about it because it it is um it's kind of one of those things where if you're into that sort of thing i think you'll love it and then the other one anna mcclellan um this one really does remind me of a frankie cosmos album or the the thanks for coming one mm. uh but just uh, i just really enjoy uh her style her energy her you know vocal affectations uh it, it's very much yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't <laughs> keep making the Frankie Cosmos comparison, but that that is the first artist like that that I got into. So it's what I what my brain goes to. No, I know what um, you mean, and there are there are a ton of sort of soundalikes in that subgenre. And I will say that I have not. I don't think I've listened to the Anna McClellan stuff as much as you have. But I will say that there is enough to her delivery and songwriting sensibility that sets her apart that I do think exactly. that she is worthwhile and interesting. Yeah, that's why. Because there are a lot of, there are a lot of artists like that who I think do sort of just like blend together a little too much. Yeah, you could kind of listen to them forever and they're pleasant. Yeah. But this is an artist that I think really should be getting some more attention because she does have her own thing and I think the lyrics are, are clever and uh, they're the instrumentals are also a little more involved than a lot of those songs. I uh, I like it. I listen to this album. Is what I say. I saw First Light is the name of the album. Um, and then real quick, one other re um, album I've been listening to, Shelf Life, Flawless, came out September 7th. Um, this is another bedroom pop album that is just a solid release. It's got a lot of variation. In it. It's, it's a super quick one to get through short songs, but they'll have songs that sound like an Elliott Smith song and mm -hmm. then songs that sound like your favorite vaporwave artist um, that are totally just not sort of guitar-driven songs at all. It's got a lot of variation like that within a pretty short album. I think it's worth a listen. And then the one other album I've been listening to lately is Jimi Hendrix Live in Maui, uh, which I don't – is this on your radar at all, Randy? A little bit. I've not listened to it. I'm, I'm aware that it came out, but I've not listened to it. Okay. Uh do it. I I know we've talked about this recently. You you aren't typically a huge Jimmy fan. Uh, you're a bit of a hater. Uh, well, no, no. <laughs> I'm not a hater. I'm not a hater at all. Um, I don't want the listener to get that impression. Um, I just I that passed me by. Much like Metallica, I feel like there's certain bands that I think for our generation specifically they appeal to you most and will leave the greatest impression when you're a kid sure, um, sure. and I think that Jimi Hendrix is one of those artists just partially because he's just so ubiquitous and so yeah you know raised up by by the generations before us that it it feels sort of weird to get into him now um, but I think when you're a kid it's like very exciting sort of and I think Nirvana is another one like I, th I thought Nirvana was just so cool when Nirvana I was a kid Nirvana was cool as hell that's what I'm saying they were cool as hell um and <laughs> yeah they guitar baby um <laughs> we love it but anyway you were talking about Jimi hendrix i just yeah I don't mean, want people that, to think that, i'm a that hater that is kind of 
how I was into Jimi Hendrix when I was, you know, elementary or middle school boy. Like, I was learning guitar uh, at that age, and mm. I went through a phase that I think a lot of, you know, little boys who learn guitar went through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, uh, you gave me the weirdest look. <laughs> well, you said the weirdest sentence. <laughs> Listen, when I was a little boy learning guitar, okay. I went through a phase that I was like, I hate pop music. The only thing I'm gonna listen to is the Beatles, Jimi Hendrix, and Led Zeppelin, baby. Yeah. That's the phase that I went through. Um and I actually didn't <laughs> didn't get into Led Zeppelin at the time, but I did get into like all those guitarists like Jimi Hendrix, Eric Clapton, there's one for you. Um mm. Sure, which and that is aged well. <laughs> He's been in the news recently Eric, for Eric very Clapton good reasons. Sucks. I mean, Eric Clapton's <laughs> guitar stuff isn't even that good. That's what I think. It's true, and he has like it, everything that is interesting about him uh, as a musician is is like totally ripped off from other people who did it first and more interestingly. So, uh, yeah, exactly. Fuck him. Like Eric Clapton sucks, uh, but Jimmy Hendrix yeah. rules, and he still rule. Like I would say to you that it's. Really, it's like Led Zeppelin. It's never too late to get into Jimi Hendrix. Like even if you miss the boat as like a uh, um a little boy when it would have blown your mind, uh, I don't think it's too late to get into Jimi Hendrix because uh, Jimi Hendrix shreds that thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a phrase that people say. He shred he shreds that thing. That's what they say about guitars. Oh, he shreds that thing. Yeah. Yeah, they do say I'll 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 listen to the record. I'll listen to the um, record. Yeah, I mean this is probably a weird entry point, but it, it is Jimi Hendrix like in his prime playing this show. Do you know anything about the his like the the background of this album? It's kind of interesting. It was it was uh it was supposed to be shot as a film or something well, or part of a it, film. Yeah, it was um Jimi Hendrix was playing this show for part of the um it's like a hippie movie. It was like at the peak of, you know, the mm. hippie thing uh, that came out it was called uh like rainbow connection or something or rainbow bridge or something i don't think it's called rainbow connection i think it's called rainbow bridge mm. um it's not the muppets movie it's rainbow bridge right uh, and it like i haven't seen this movie yet but it was a flop basically like they were trying to do this big thing where um I don't know a ton about <laughs> this, dude. This that, um, so I can't. We'll have to get into the Rainbow Bridge, uh, like an approximation <laughs> of what it's all about. Uh, but basically, it was a, it's a hippie movie. It it failed. I was reading a bit about the background of this this album, and they you know flew Jimi Hendrix out, and he played a show in front of a volcano or something. Uh-huh. And not that many people showed up. Just some locals, kind of, that heard about it from word of mouth. Like four hundred people at this Jimi Hendrix show. That's crazy. Like in his prime. Um, and they were grouped by star sign, and they like they uh, there's this introduction from by the Rainbow Bridge guy that's kind of fun, um, about you know the the bridge between different realities and Jimi Hendrix is gonna take us on a journey. Then it gets into it, and well the audio was originally lost, it mm-hmm. was never you know released, but they released it and. It's just it, it reminded me why I love Jimi Hendrix. He shreds like it's just a lot of fun to listen to him play the guitar. Uh, so I think that if you're into this live drugs album, I think a back to back concert. You want to do that one night? Put on um, live drugs into Jimi Hendrix or vice versa. Maybe cue Jimi Hendrix into live drugs. Okay. Um, a little little concert for you. Yeah, I I like the sound of that. Um, I, I 
think I'll probably try it. Yeah. Um, and and before we move on, I'm just gonna make a very quick recommendation to to you personally because we were talking about Loma and you were saying how you you really like Hawker Road River. I have recently gotten into this is not new music. It's just a thing I've been listening to recently, which is the guy who was in Loma uh, is in another project called Shearwater. Okay. Um, and uh, they're great. It's a great offshoot of Hawker Road River. Yeah. I'd say maybe start off with the album either either Palo Santo or Rook, uh, their 2006 and 2008 albums. Rook. Okay. Um, they're awesome. it's yeah. it's good stuff. Definitely, I'll check that out. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Okay. So, speaking of that, brings us into our next segment. I guess you could call it that. We are going to talk about recent releases. So we've just opened up a little bit more to talk about any other listening habits, trends, uh, albums you've been doing lately. Me personally, most of what I've been listening to I've already covered. It's been all that stuff that I was just talking about. Right. Um, so, I don't know. Do you have anything that you want to talk about? Um, well, I mean, you've, you've also been doing your Sufjan Stevens deep dive, which yep. maybe we'll – do a whole episode about at some point eventually I, I, would um, I would like to do that one of my favorite artists uh and so i've sort of been been almost uh like Copying, experiencing yeah. that through you just because it's been on in the house a lot i've been hearing yeah. sufjan stevens songs that i haven't heard in a long time especially ones off of uh what is it called a sun a sun came a sun came album. yes yeah i haven't listened to that thing in a very long time and i think that those songs are pretty good yeah, um, you kind of have to dig through it. It's got a lot of – it's very – Sufjan Stevens loves interludes on a lot yeah. of albums, and this is, like, very interlude-heavy. It's got a lot of tracks where it's just, like, do 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 It's yeah. just, like – It's not as focused as what came yeah. after. But um, I, I mean, I think it's – we talk about this, but I, th I think it's a bit underrated just because yeah. if this was a random artist who had just released a couple albums then dropped off, people would be like, oh, a son came. That album was super original. Yeah, and like there were a lot of problems, but because Sufjan has just released all these, in my opinion, sort of masterpieces, um, or you know, at the very least, you know, great albums, people kind of look at Sun Came and go, "Oh, this is just a taste of what was to come." Right, right. It is. It is treated as sort of a, a stepping stone on his way to greatness, rather than uh, treated as as the album that is in its own right, um, which I think is is you know a little bit. A little bit unfair. Um, uh, how are we doing on time? Ooh, oh boy! Oh <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, um, <laughs> we're good. We're like thirty minutes. Okay, um, we can maybe edit all that out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm keeping it in there. <laughs> okay, um, I guess uh, as far as I think, I think maybe it's time. I mean, there are other records that. I could talk about a little bit here, but I think that maybe the thing I most want to talk about right now is what we teased earlier, the 1975. Yeah, that's um, what I'm into this, this segment. I think we just got to talk about it. I mean, so let's – I'm going to lay out the timeline a little bit. You are <laughs> giving me – I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you truly look pissed. You <laughs> looked at me with the anger in your eyes. Um but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna brush right past it. I'm gonna keep going here, because um, 
what happened was you I was I was not totally talking shit about the 1975s. I hadn't really listened to them much, but I did not have super fond feelings toward them and you told me that I should check out uh you think that they've basically been getting better over time, is that correct? And, and I I believe I did say that. Yes. Yeah, and so I checked out their most recent record. I recommended this album to you. Yeah, you did. Let's start it with. I recommended the album. I listened to it. I said, because uh, we used to talk shit about the 1975s yes. together. Like, we used to talk shit about them. I hated them when they came out in high school. Uh, when, I w- <laughs> when, I w- when we were in high school. Yeah. Uh, they came out with the that they had the big single Chocolate. Yes. And they came out with their first album. And they were huge. I ran a... Uh, I had a pretty popular Tumblr account at the time that was <laughs> focused around indie bands. I would, you know, talk about all the indie bands um, at the time, and people loved the 1975s. People loved Matt Healy, and I thought their songs were so bad it annoyed me. Uh, so I went and listened to their recent album, and I said, actually, this is um, like surprisingly good. I think you should listen to it. Um, and yeah, that's that's my version. Uh, yeah, I would say that that is pretty accurate. You could tell me to listen to Notes on a Conditional Form, the 2020-1975 record, which I did. And I tweeted as I was listening to it. Um, so As you are oft to do, or as you are wont to do. Yes, as I am wont to do. Um, I tweeted as I was listening to it, and a couple of people chimed in with their own thoughts about the 1975. Um, yeah, we've got a <laughs> Show. Not <laughs> I wish. I truly wish. I would love I would love to dig up those tweets and have them on a guest. That would be wonderful for me. We could gang up on you, which is my dream up on this show. Yeah. Um I want to get as many allies with me as possible to gang up against you and 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 sort of overthrow you. Um, overthrow me what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know exactly. <laughs> I haven't figured out why you're the villain of the show in my opinion, but I know that you are. Um, I think maybe it's that you hate emo music. That's um, not even true. I've been <laughs> I've been loving emo music lately. Um, like NCR. Yeah, you're you're a fair weather emo fan. <laughs> you like it in the fall and winter, but in the summer months you you s- uh, in the summer you months treat it with scorn. In the summer months, I'm all hydro pop and rap baby. Um, yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh, I remember this past summer, because uh, it was recent. Um, <laughs> but. We're talking about the 1975s here. I think that this album, look, to your credit, um, although I do think that, that that Twitter thread was was just absolutely embarrassing to you. Um, I mean, <laughs> even I though w- I your, your name I did not come up at <laughs> all. You were not involved. I think you commented once, but you did not chime in to defend the 1975s. Yeah, I was like, I'm definitely not, <laughs> like, I'm not trying to, like, broadcast, like, support for the 1975 i mean the thing is i don't like the 1975s as far as like what they are like mm-hmm. i think that the way they are like doing music is kind of cynical but i think the it, it works like i think that they kind of identify current trends and just grab these very catchy pop songs that but that are just good enough where I'm like, I mean, I can't deny that I'm enjoying listening to this. Like, I, I can't say that I'm not, you know, bobbing my head along and tapping my foot a little bit. Mm. Okay, so that is so that is what I would like to respond to that directly, which is 
I totally understand that, and I will, I will, to their credit, I will say that they do have a couple songs on this record that I do think are undeniable, but those couple of songs come in the middle of some of my least favorite music that I've heard this year. Uh, <laughs> and the fact that it is 22 tracks and an hour and 20 minutes long is unforgivable I've to me. I've got to respect it. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't have to respect it's it, so though. It's so ridiculous. They it have, is ridiculous. They have some, like, outright bullshit on this album. The opening track is five <laughs> minutes <laughs> of, of uh, Greta... Greta Thunberg. Greta, Greta Thunberg talking about the environment just over like PS4 menu music, yeah. which they do throughout the album. They just have these interludes of ambient music, but it's just like the PS4 menu. Like it's just like, do 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 do. It's bullshit. Um, but then they'll just like a song will come on, and they'll just get me. I'll get caught up in it. I think about half this album, I enjoy the songs on. Um, anytime that they, I feel like, focus and they're like, all right, now we're going to get to, like, a, an actual song. Uh, I'm like, okay, I, I'm into this. And then they just go into something really weird. The second track in this album is like a, like a, a weird People? Like You're talking about people? Tune. Yeah, I'm talking about people. That yeah, just that song sucks ass. Found nowhere else on the album do they, I mean, they play with multiple, you know, genres and mm -hmm. sounds throughout the album, but it's it's fairly focused compared to just the song people which sounds like it was recorded for a different album yes that song is terrible uh unforgivable in my opinion and also spawned a bad cover by the band fiddler oh as yeah. i discovered recently yeah, well <laughs> um, yeah i think that song is awful i also think that a lot of there are some catchy songs on here as i said um and there is like but that's the thing. The thing that I find, if they would just make a tight album of pop songs, which I feel like is what they set out to do at the beginning of their career, and they have only yeah. gotten more ambitious uh, and more had had more pretensions as they have gone on in their career, yeah. I I would find that much more palatable. And I I totally yeah. I I totally understand your argument that some of these songs are just undeniably catchy. And about a few of the tracks, I agree with you. For me, it's less than half for sure, maybe a third. Sure. Um, but yeah. I think that I think that like even pretty much all of it, it feels like they are doing a little bit of copying other artists, which is fine. Everybody copies somebody at some point. I don't think that that's like evil uh, or anything, but um, it does feel like you know, like there's even a song on here that sounds kind of like a Sufjan song, um, yeah. and it it that stuff is very boring to me and it's all even the the better pop songs on here which i kind of like there are better pop songs than those that have come out this year by other artists that i'd rather listen to because i'm so annoyed by how just obnoxious matt healy is and and how obnoxious he has been in his personal <laughs> life and outside of the music and how much of that obnoxiousness is actually on this album and in it's like baked into every part of it is this terrible behavior that i cannot condone i'm kind of fascinated by it i don't know like <laughs> i'm kind of drawn to it i don't know yeah <laughs> like i know what you mean it's pretentious but something about how like kind of ambitious but not really this album is i'm just like i don't know it's on me i don't like it. <laughs> I, I know i know what you mean because like i watched you know i watched that uh michael bay netflix original movie with 
uh, Ryan Reynolds yeah, or whatever. Yeah, some ridiculous bullshit. Yeah, and that movie is absolutely ridiculous bullshit. It is, it is, you know. That movie is worse than this 1975 album. It is, it is I like. Mean, they're, they're very easy to compare. <laughs> I think that they are very similar in that they are, they are like auteurism at its most just like disgusting. Like oh, it's, sure. it's true yeah. auteurism but in a very bad way where yeah. it's it is a s- very singular vision of someone who sucks. That Hey, that's fair. I um you know, I guess they are pretty similar in that way. Um but I, I will say I do think that their album they released before this is better. Um I think it's better. <laughs> You're trying to get me in you again. You know, wait, 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 hey, that <laughs> I'll say that for our next segment. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, is there anything else we need to hash out about the 1975? Uh, I don't think so. I, I think that's all we need to, yeah. I'm sure that they'll come up again. Yeah, I mean, this <laughs> at is some point. Th- you've been wanting to to get on my case about this for a long time. So. Yeah, cuz I think that you you made me listen to an hour and 20 minutes of bull. I could have watched I a good I didn't movie. I make you listen to this. I just I I think it's worth listening to this album to see like it's one of the most popular albums that came out this year, so I, I think it's it has good songs on it, but it's also worth just listening to at least once um, and really pondering <laughs> pondering <laughs> on it. Okay? It's a thinker. <laughs> yeah, this album is a thinker. <laughs> it's and an intellectual uh, piece. It's it's a it's the infinite jest of albums mm. that came out this year. Yeah. Well, and I'll also say in your defense, you know. One of my favorite games of all time is last year's Death Stranding. So, you know, my tolerance for bullshit is pretty high. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't played that game, so I don't quite get that joke. If you could call it a joke, but sure, I well, I wasn't necessarily pitching it as one, but uh, well, yeah, I feel you like now <laughs> I feel like I fucked up by calling it a joke. I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> I you know what, and and I forgive you. All right. Well, hey, speaking of me fucking up, we should move on to our last segment of the show. It's homework. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. And it's and it's an ex- enticing and exciting name, isn't it? Homework. It's and homework. we, since we recorded our test run last week, we actually did it because of homework. So now we get to report on the homework. I got to say, I didn't do the homework. Um, yes, <laughs> you mentioned something about this to me before we started you did something else it sounded like yeah so i wrote down in my notes app i wrote down the homework but i didn't really look at it when <laughs> i was this past week when i was doing the homework uh-huh. i don't know why i didn't look at it but i was like okay randy wanted me to listen to the al jewish parting record <laughs> from last year what <laughs> um, no turns out you i checked my notes before this episode you asked me to listen to the angel olsen record from this year yes um, as well as her 2016 records yeah but i didn't remember the name angel olsen i was like ah al jewish harding i thought that was really weird because i listened to the al jewish harding album that came out last year <laughs> yeah and you know what i didn't <laughs> oh my god it's a good album you should listen to it no <laughs> Now I'm not going to. Uh, now I never will. I, I listened to this album like three or four times, um, and I was like, "Why did Randy want to li- want me to listen <laughs> to the Aldous Harding album?" I was like, "But this is like a good album. I mean, it's got pretty sparse <laughs> instrumentation. Like, 
it's pretty good singer-songwriter, like, <laughs> no release <laughs> this year, so I don't understand why. I remember Randy said I should look at the back catalog as well, which I didn't get around to. Uh-huh. Um, also, my notes would ask me to listen to the Bill Callahan album this year, yeah. and that is on my list for next week. I did not get around to it. didn't do it. that either. The funny thing is <laughs> I had a four-day weekend, so, like, way more free time than I'll ever have for, like, you know, than I pretty much ever have. Yeah. And I just didn't get around to listening to the homework that you gave me. But I think that Aldous Harding record is pretty good. <laughs> Designer, 2019. Wow. You So, yeah, I mean, you failed to read the instructions for the homework. and uh, I'm going to check my notes. See, I, I'm going to check my notes back next time. And uh, Yeah, that would be good, I think. And also, you know, and we do, and we do give each other grades when we come back with our homework <laughs> reports <laughs> oh and yeah, I, I'm sorry but you have you get an F yeah, and no. I got to say you really earned it I am so grounded oh my you god re- you really earned this F you do not want to show your mom this report card no no <laughs> um don't do it don't you dumbass she thought <laughs> Aldous Harding was Angel Olsen yeah i mean your mom's in the know about these things and and yeah she's going to be pissed um yeah, I guess. Wow. I mean, wow. With that, I'll talk about the homework you assigned me, which I gotta say. It was like six albums. Yes, you assigned me a much more daunting task than I gave you. You failed to do anything that I asked you to do for your homework. And I, in fact, listened to all six albums that you assigned me. Which I'll ru- I'll run down now what they were. It was Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist uh, with Alfredo, um, Mac Miller's posthumous release, uh, the Polo G record that came out, um, the Buster Rhymes uh, Extinction Level Event Two, Sly Anakin's The Eights, uh, G Herbo PTSD and and Amine's Limbo. Yeah, um, I mean, so I I w- we're coming up on the year, and I recommended you all these albums because. You haven't listened to a really any, or you know, like Very just a little. couple hip hop albums that came out this year. So yeah. I wanted you to, to I wanted to throw some of my favorites from this year at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was my thought process was you were go- you were gonna pick a, a couple that you were gonna make time to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't trying to like <laughs> just say you have to listen to all these albums. <laughs> I'm very glad you did, and I'm excited to hear what your thoughts on them. But um, I mean, give the teacher a break. Yeah, well, yeah, and I went, I so, and I, I guess I went above and beyond uh, while you, meanwhile, uh, went uh, below and behind. No, that yeah. doesn't work. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't care for that. Um, uh, and I will say, even I went even more above and beyond because you also, this was not part of your homework assignment, but you also recommended that I listen to the new Ricky Eat Acid and the new Orchid Mantis, and I listened to both of those, too. Mm. You like um, Yeah, actually, I'll, I'll talk about those first because I don't have that much to say about them. The Ricky Eat Acid, um, I was a little surprised by how much it sounded like sort of a n- n- normal indie electronic record. Like, it didn't mm. sound as close as what I was imagining to sort of classic RP. I, for some reason, I had, like, kind of more, like, almost like 16-bit music in my head oh, okay. Uh, going into it, 
which I guess was sort of an unfair yeah, expectation. The composition. Um, yes, 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 absolutely. W- and once I sort of got used to that after a couple songs, I did enjoy it, um, yeah. especially the tracks um, Pirate Ship Theme and oh. Inside Another Person's House. Yes. Uh, yeah. Both very good tracks. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's really good. I mean, it's, it's exactly... I guess we the the, reli- epis- the episode from last week was not released, so um, the concept of this album, real quick, is just sort of RPG music. Like each song mm. is kind of just the title of a moment in an RPG. Bicycle theme is one I liked, or yeah. world map. All these different settings that little tunes are played, and they're all like you know one minute to three minute tracks. Mm-hmm. Just play this doop 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 like whatever <laughs> it they is. They all sound exactly like that. <laughs> and it's very it's very good. If that if that concept sounds interesting to you, if you're a fan of um, music that is kind of maybe it like doesn't sonically sound like a SNES RPG, but mm-hmm. is composed like you know a a, um, a Chrono Trigger or a Final Fantasy VI, uh, check it out. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think that there's probably a lot of people who are at the intersection of indie music fans and RPG fans. Uh, yeah, fucking nerds. To which, to which that would appeal to. Yeah, and, and I hate all those people, and I stuff them in lockers, and I give them terrible swirlies. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that, re- that record's pretty good. Um, and I also listened to that Orchid Mantis record, which I liked quite a bit i when you sent it to me i could tell and you texted it to me and i could see the cover in the text and i i remember texting you back that i can just tell by the name of this and the look of it the album cover that i will like this and it was true i do like it um it is it is very much of my wheelhouse and it's just you know it's an indie record um <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it, it it really is an indie record um i can't stress that enough <laughs> And there's really, you know, and I don't mean this to be backhanded in any way, really, because I think it legitimately is good. Um, but it is, you know, I think you know if you like that kind of indie music, you'll like it. Yeah. It just is that. It's very, like, fuzzy guitars, sort of like um, the vocals are just, like, you know, you can't really hear them clearly. Yeah. Um, sort of muffled. But... Uh, really, really good. Like, I don't mean this as an insult at all, but when I was listening to it, all the music, it's like, oh, I feel like I've heard this before. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there is a um, lot of that, and it just, it's, it's, it's a great vibe. Like, you don't have to focus on it too hard. Yeah. Um, and and again, <laughs> like it just sound, it sounds like we're being a little mean to it. I don't know, but I, I do think it's good. I think it's great yeah, to just throw on. Yeah, I think it's on. such a good execution of that kind of album that it had me going back to it. For yes. More. Like I, it gave me a feeling of comfort that I get from albums that I've listened to over and over again, but it gave me that feeling on the first yeah, listen. Yeah, which I think is um, like a a sign of a great album. And it, it's really grown on me uh, the more I've listened to it. So uh, I'd highly recommend that Orcus Orchid Mantis album as well. Yeah. Then So now I'll get into the actual homework. So start. I'll just start off from the top of the list with Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist. I mean... This thing slaps, people. This is the rap album of the year. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I've listened to it enough to, to declare that with you. Maybe, um, like, I don't, I don't even think, like, it might not be my personal favorite, but I just mean when you're looking at all, like, the rap releases from the year, mm. I think that just if you're building sort of a consensus, it's like everyone knows that this album 
is just great. Like yeah, and it's fantastic. I this is the one. So like, I am glad that I listened to everything on this list, and I do think that it was these were good recommendations for me to get caught up on some of the the records in in rap of the year. Um, like obviously, there's a lot more that I could listen to. Um, but but I think that these were all pretty good recommendations. They were all interesting to listen to for me. Um, but this is the one that I was I feel like most kind of mad at myself for not getting into it sooner. Uh, sure. I wish that I had been listening to this all year since it came out. Um, and uh, you know it's just great. I mean Alchemist fucking kills it on this thing. Um, yeah. And as does Freddie Gibbs. Uh, Freddie Gibbs is is no slouch. Um, but I feel like. For me, Alchemist was really the star of the show. Um, sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like as far as collabs go, it it really doesn't get better than this. It's pretty good, and I loved, I love like every time Freddie Gibbs does this, it's it's great. Like every time he does a big collab, like Bandana, uh, mm-hmm. or uh, um, Pinata, is that the one? Maybe I don't. Um, that he did with. Madlib, oh sure, I, I yeah. Might, yeah. I don't know if that was the name, but uh, um, but yeah, yeah that's also great. I I love it when he does these full album length collabs with with uh producers. It's yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, very good. Um, and then the next one is Mac Miller, uh, which I actually listened to with you for the first time. Um, mm. and uh, it's also very good. I don't know if I I think you you're sort of flipped from me on this i think that i prefer his his last album mo- a little bit more than this one Skinnier. yeah um but this one i think is is very good yeah um, it's tough i mean i just love mac miller yeah uh, i love the trajectory that his career had um yeah. and this album it's one of my favorite albums of the year i really love the sort of more it's fairly i would call it a rap album it like I mean, definitely he raps on it, but there's some more of, you know, songwriting almost directions that he goes Mm. where he's just kind of like, you know, singing. And it's just like, it's such a, if this is the last legit Mac Miller album, I think it's a very satisfying sort of. I hope that it is. To tie up his discography. Yeah, um, I don't think that there can possibly be anything as good as this. Yeah, I I really hope they don't release another one because I just think that is a perfect sort of just so many good albums in this. Such like a great, you know, trajectory as an artist. Yeah. And this is a beautiful posthumous album. Those can be hit or miss. And this is one of the best posthumous releases I've ever heard. Yeah, I think it's great. I think he had a great arc to his career. Um, I, I in particular did not, uh, I did not get deeply into him when he was first dropping stuff and very popular. Um, Sweetly and Frozen Pizza. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was not into it. Um, that as a, <laughs> as a middle school boy, go listen to Kool Aid and Frozen Pizza. That's the coolest feeling. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for some for some reason I really I really looked down my nose at that stuff at the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's very. I-, I mean, yeah. If you know me, then that is not surprising. We to hated me each other. That I was that way. <laughs> yeah, we were at each other's throats constantly. Um, but yeah, no, I I think Mac Miller is great. I think the record's great. Um, next one is Polo G. Um, with uh, 
sorry. The name of the record is uh, The Goat. Um, the Goat. And this one is not, this is maybe my least favorite of the bunch mm. of what I listened to. I have been a fan of Kolaji in the past. I don't think that this record is bad, um, but I don't think that it particularly stick with me. Yeah. Um, but I think it was cool. I, I think that there's there's some definitely some good individual tracks. I don't think I love it overall as an album. Yeah, um, sure. This is just uh, I wanted to throw this your way because uh, Polo G I think is one of the more interesting new artists. Mm. Um, so I just think it's it's worth listening to this release. It's like a solid seven point five or something for me. Yeah. Um, and I think it's definitely like he I think is on like the cutting edge of you know mainstream. Rap, yeah, right? so I think so if you're gonna exciting. listen to like a mainstream rap release, yeah, um, this is a great one to listen to yeah. because he really just has the electrocution as far as that goes. Yeah, uh, definitely something to watch out for. <laughs> Polo G. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I, I'll, I'll just uh, move on from that to Busta Rhymes, Extinction Level Event 2. Mm. This is an album that I knew came out. I was kind of excited to listen to it and then just tot- uh, totally dropped the ball, did not listen to it mm-hmm. until uh, you had me listen to it for this assignment. And uh, I think it's great. Right? I it really like it. Oh I think I'm it's so, so weird. Like it. I remember I remember it dropping, and maybe this is why I dropped the ball and didn't listen to it, is I feel like it got a very kind of lukewarm, lukewarm reception mm. people were kind of like eh. and no that was, this that is was crazy to me this I, is busta fucking yeah, rhymes i was listening to it and i was like are you kidding me this late in his career busta rhymes is rapping like this on his own album absolutely like, that is spectacular there yeah not just the future he's had some great features yeah. over the last few years but not like a great album really that i can remember super recently anyway um and i mean he goes hard as hell on this thing yeah like this album, like, you know, maybe it's not a perfect album or whatever, but... Yeah, it could, it could be pared down a little. There are some super fun beats on this album. Mm-hmm. And just on every track, Busta Rhymes is giving it his all. And it is, like, it's so fun to listen to Busta Rhymes rap. Like, I don't know how you can't enjoy that when he's, like, just at his best. A whole album of that. Like, I was, I just felt kind of crazy that this thing wasn't really getting a lot of, you know weren't like that's that was awesome yeah <laughs> yeah i have not heard there's been no other album this year like a lot of people have made passes at making albums that are about the the sort of current moment and what's happening in the world right. and how fucked up it is none of those are fun albums this album is fun to listen to and is also about like how fucked everything is yeah. but it is like a blast to be like you know just like uh like uh sort of chauffeured around through recent events by by such a talented man as Busta yeah, Rhymes like it, it, I mean he makes he makes the sort of the end of American empire and and the rise of 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 a virus and and all of this awful shit happening just sound like kind of almost exhilarating <laughs> like yeah, this. Like, yeah. What, what else you got <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I think this thing rules. It rules. I'm so glad you like it. Um, and it and it also like I do. I as you said, I love the production and I love, um, I love how much it sort of harkens back to to multiple eras yeah. of hip hop that He's have got happened. A Mambo Number no. Five type beat on this thing. Absolutely. <laughs> like that song rules. And I love it. Um, 
and uh yeah i just think it's great i i I love all of the references to to the history of hip-hop i just think that's fun uh it could come off as like corny or 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 dumb to be doing that stuff you know like the uh the uh like chris rock features sort of referencing the old dirty bastard album yeah um could could come off as like annoying but to me it was not it was just fun i feel like it would like you could totally see an artist like buster rhymes falling into you know that sort of rut like yeah just like uh, this is sort of out of touch so to have a buster rhymes album that is not like that at all where he's just on top of his game I think that it's worth celebrating. I think that people should listen to this album. Yeah. That's what I think. Um, oh, and is it is it the Polo G album that has a song on it that has, like, it's a beat that samples, like... Yes. I love that song. Really? I like that sample. I feel like that has been sampled too many times to be doing that anymore. I think Polo G does a good job with it. It's sort of like that Cardi B song that that samples that like i can't even remember what it is but it's like some classic horn line um that it's to me it's just like too much it's like this has been sampled too many times i think right we can't do that anymore Ah, like that's off limits i liked it okay okay we'll agree to disagree on that one (laughs) um uh and uh okay i got two more to get through here um first one is g herbo this one will be quick uh because I listened to it for the first time not that long before we recorded. Yep. Um, and was kind of maybe doing some other stuff, eating dinner and stuff uh, while it was on. Um, <laughs> but it was, you know, it was good. It was, I mean, s- I thought there were some very good beats on it. Uh, I was kind of dancing to it a little bit in yeah, the kitchen. Yeah, me too. Um, having a good old time. So I, I like this one quite a bit. I think that I, w- I will definitely, so I think the only record that I've talked about so far that I won't, probably return to outside of maybe one or two songs is the polo g i think mm-hmm. everything else i will return to sure. um during the rest of the year um including the g herbo i, th- I thought was really good and i'll be it's like good that's another really good like commercial uh kind of rap release that i think is one of the best ones you can listen to that came out this year yeah and i've been feeling part of the reason i haven't been listening to rap is i feel like i've been feeling really burnt out on kind of some of the sound some of the like types of beats that are on mainstream yeah, records it recently it can kind of blend together these days like i try to follow all the big releases mm-hmm. and after a while you are kind of like i mean like the trap beats are so prevalent yeah uh, and uh, there's all these things that a lot of artists do very well but it starts to blend together um, yeah so and i will say i listen to a ton of indie rock records that sound very similar so like i'm not yeah i'm I mean not throwing it's shade it's on it's the entire genre you know of rap. It's, it's whatever your preference yeah. is it's like if you're really into rap then you'll eat all that up but um if you're kind of preoccupied with some other stuff um then you might not feel like i'm gonna listen to every single release every week uh, for this because it's starting to sound the same to me exactly but but i like this g this new g herbo i really enjoyed really made me feel like uh maybe i'm you know i'm back in for more of that stuff uh as long as it's this good yeah if it's executed at this level it's still good it's still exciting um, and then the last one I listened to is Amine, uh, Limbo. You missed one, actually. There's another one, Fly Anakin. Oh, I did miss that. Yeah, Fly Anakin. That one's very short. Uh, it is short and sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sort of a collection of tracks from 2015 to 2018, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not – I mean, they are new releases, though, right? 
Yes, I mean, so Fly Anakin, there's like, if you you texted me that you like Fly Anakin, so yes. I assume you liked this. Yes. And if you do, there like two or three other releases we can get into from this year. I noticed uh, that. He's been pretty prolific, but this is a short one that has some great beats on it that I really enjoyed. It's my favorite release he's put out this year, even though it is kind of a collection of tracks recorded throughout the past few years. Um, this Fly Anakin the Apes, uh, I really like, and on his other albums from this year also, he's got some very creative beats that I enjoy. Yeah, I did. I did really enjoy the production. I love that it's in and out in like eighteen minutes or something. I really, I really mm. am into that yeah, with I an album. Like that shit. Um, so yeah, I loved this thing. Um, excited to listen to it more and excited to check out that album he did with Pink Sifu, which I didn't mm, check mm. out yet. Um, so. Definitely excited to check that out. I think that he is a very exciting artist that I guess I've been sleeping on. Um, yeah, Fly Anakin is uh, up to and a maybe lot a lot of days. people are sleeping on him because I did I, so. I did notice on his Spotify, it's like he has like fifty thousand monthly listeners, which yeah. is not. I mean, that's not nothing. Uh, certainly, people are listening to him, but yeah, he's kind of an, you know an underground not rap huge artist, so one of the bigger ones in that scene. But still, you know. Uh, as much as people listen to other bullshit, like definitely deserves to be popular. I think that that's someone that if you are tired of all the sort of commercial trap beats that's going on, go mm. and venture out and listen to a Fly Anakin from Big Kahuna OG, who's an artist that uh, collabs a lot with Fly Anakin, mm. who also is very prolific these days. Um, there are definitely, a, you know, always artists out there who are off the beaten path a little bit just less widely recognized i think fly anakin is one of the most exciting ones to follow right now yeah i totally endorse that recommendation um and uh yeah and then the last one for me to talk about is amine limbo um which amine is an artist that in the past i have listened to a little bit and found actually a little annoying (laughs) i have not been really into what he's Amine done. Amine was pretty good with that Caroline song that was like huge. Yeah. And it was like, okay, that, that like you, can, you can hear this going on at a party or something. Yeah. And it's all right. And then Amine, for Amine's next album, the big single sucked. I don't remember what it was, but <laughs> I'll reel it in. You're right. Right. Hey, reel it in. That song. Yeah. Was not a fan. Yeah. Um, but this one, I was very pleasantly surprised by. Yeah, this this record reminds me a lot of that last, uh, or was it the last, or was it the one before? I don't know. But that Samba record, or Saba record, sorry, uh, not Samba, If you're Saba. thinking of the one that is very good, I think it's the most recent one. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. That Saba record, it felt like a real level up for him as an artist. It felt like he really yeah. matured both as a person and as an artist and really tried to make an album about that, and it turned out very interesting and very good, and I think that... Amine had a very similar arc with this new record where it's it's he absolutely feels more mature and he is rapping about being more mature um, on this record. Um, and I think it all comes off very well, especially because of the production that he has gotten together on this thing is very slick um, and not not in a bad way. Uh, very. Just very sharp um, and sort of sort of in a similar wheelhouse kind of to the production on that Saba record um, mm. or like even like a J. Cole or something almost, mm, but like in, yeah. and I'm not, a, I'm, I don't like J. Cole, um, but 
I think that it's like a better version of that. Sure. Um, no, I, I agree. With where you. there's like a little jazzy, but not totally jazz rap. It's like a little. Yeah. It's like a it's little groovy, it's, uh, like. It's sort of jazz. There's jazz elements. It has it has touches of that, yeah, album. but it's not like yeah. all the way there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's yeah, I it's agree. like just just like sort of like you know like just barely left of center. Like he's not like a super like art rap or or anything all of a sudden. But yeah, it's just but like it's a little bit more interesting. It is. It's it's a little different from what you might hear on the on the radio. <laughs> yeah. <frat> parties. <laughs> it's a little different. Tommy yeah. is a little different. Uh, but I, I do think this is a huge step up from him. It makes me kind of where I was like, oh, Amine was, you know, kind of a one-hit person that is just kind of settling for mediocrity. You know, a tile for someone. Mm. Um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then this album, I saw some people, you know, saying some good things about it. I, I listened to it. I was like, damn, like, this is good. Th- like, this is really catchy. And there's like a, a good amount of variety on this thing yeah i like it yeah and so um yeah and so that's all the records that you asked me to check out which i did hey, do yeah. um and uh i'm really g- i'm i'm glad that you gave me this group of records uh i'm glad that i listened to all of these because it really has was actually very fun for me and really kind of got me back in the m- the mood to be listening to this kind of stuff which i've been out of for months now i'm glad um, that, that was that was my intent to find here so i'm glad that uh it works i'm glad that you enjoy the albums um and i guess i should grade you <laughs> yeah what, what's um, my grade peach i think that you get an a plus with a uh star wearing sunglasses sticker on it like that's how good you did you listen to all the albums and wow and, and you had uh you had feedback on all of them a plus wow thank you thank you um i mean that's what i've always been i never i never got a star wearing sunglasses in school and so this is maybe the highest achievement i've ever i've ever amounted to in my whole life um so thank you for the opportunity you're welcome <laughs> Don't forget it. You owe me one. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did? Hmm. <laughs> All right. So I guess uh, we're uh, we're going over an hour at this point. So we should wrap it up. So, yep. but before we wrap it up, we have to give each other a homework assignment for next week. Yep. I am going to take it easy on you since you did such a great job <laughs> with my homework assignment, and because I did not do the one that you gave to me, so I will have to do that and whatever else you assign me. I promise I will do it. I will be a good podcast host. Yes, um, be, please be a good little boy I'll who be knows a good guitar. little boy, and I'll <laughs> listen to all the music you give me. Um, so I'm going to say to you, I actually do want you to listen to that 1975 album, the the one that came yeah, before. I thought this was going um, The new album, Notes on a Conditional Form. Um, it's It's got a stupid fucking name. It's like a brief inquiry into, into modern uh, relationships. Online relationships, online relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it... it it's hey, this is a good album. Okay, uh, <laughs> you should listen yeah. to. It. I can't um, wait. <laughs> have you listened to the Backwash releases from this year much, at all? The uh, like a tiny bit, like almost okay. none. You can't get to. I know we both use Spotify. You cannot get to them on Spotify. You're gonna have to go to Bandcamp. Yeah. Listen to at least the Backwash album that came out this year. That's spelled um, back X Wash. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm blanking on the name, but. 
that is one of the best albums of the year. That is wow. Just, you got to listen to it. It's great. Um, okay. And I will, I will do that. And for your homework, of course, there's the Angel Olsen record, 2016 record and the 2020 record. Yep. And then I will say as well, if you, if you have time, you don't have to listen to this record, but her 2014 record, uh, I think it's called Burn Your Fires for No Witness. Um, maybe put, put a little asterisk next to that one. If you have time, I think that one's very worth checking out as well. Um, but I think that the other two are the essential ones for okay. the assignment. And then, and then this week's real assignment, um, you have not, uh, I know I've talked about this artist to you, but you have not gotten into the Barfi Strange record or EP. No, right? I have not. So that, that is my assignment for this week is listen to his EP of national covers um, and also his album of original songs. Okay. Um, because, um, I mean, we'll be doing a year end wrap up episode at some point. Um, yeah, and soon. I will, I will definitely be talking about that record. Um, so, so all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll listen to it. Um, all right. So we've got to wrap things up. I guess, uh, maybe we want to plug some stuff real quick for the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at, mm. uh, at good listener pod. Uh, you can follow my personal Twitter account at Clay J Williams. You want to plug <laughs> your <laughs> personal Twitter account, Randy? Okay, and you can follow me at Poopy Baby Fart at Poopy Baby Fart on Twitter. Um, that is subject to change. At some point, I will be recording. Oh. I think my second fantastic episode of oh yeah. of, of my Buzz Tank I show. I also want to plug that uh, um, we got Randy on. Buzz Tank Season 1, yes. progressing to Round 2, yes. uh, re- recording Podlius Cast with his dad. Uh, Podlius Cast. Po- Podlius Cast with his dad, who's a far better co-host than I am. Um, so, I listened to that. I, I mean, I enjoyed the first episode. I'm excited to hear what comes next. Yeah, please listen to Podlius Cast um, and and look out for the po- second Podlius Cast episode where I will be revealing uh, my my as yet unrevealed future uh, Twitter at that I'll be changing to at some point. Uh, I will be revealing that to my dad. I will be <laughs> revealing my current Twitter at to my dad. Um, and so so look out for that. And uh, you know what? And look out for this as well. Uh, I'll just pitch right now our our concept for a Buzz Tank Season 2, oh uh, which is Twy Guys, uh, where we talk about the Twilight series and everything that goes along with it. That's like the least appealing like note you could have ended the podcast on. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's very fair. And uh, you know what? When you're editing this, or if I'm editing it, um, yeah. you could cut it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.